Are you curious about bodies, pleasure, and possibilities? And what about curious about what others are up to on the planet when it comes to pleasure, sex, and play? Have you considered what pleasure can do for your life, your body, and your bank account? Do you know something magical, delightful, and out of this world orgasmic is not only possible for you, but totally available to you? If you're ready to be the magical, sexual, sexy beast you know you can be, and you just need the tools to get there, you're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone, sensual movement artist, relationship and sex alchemist, Milica Yelenich. Welcome to the Pleasure Zone, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. Right now, we are coming to you live. So if you are listening on any of the live broadcastings, uh, over 50 different places where the show is being broadcast, it is September 7th of 2020. It's an interesting day in for me in history. It is a day uh, we call Labor Day in Canada which is actually a day of not having labor, apparently, but always seems to be the day where lots gets done. Why it's interesting to me is we're actually entering a year where education um, is changing. Things on the planet are changing dynamically. In the last weekend, even uh, in the last two weeks, there have been a lot of things going on in the world that have been different protests around the world. Uh, this in this particular weekend, I believe today, there was protests in Sydney, Australia. There were some, I believe, in Rome. There is stuff going on. And I was noticing how much I enjoy watching people change the world. And I thought, that's cute. That's cute that I'm watching. And what about participating? And I think that I changed the world in my own way, maybe having this radio show, uh, maybe working with the people that I work with in my practice. There may be different times that I feel like I can contribute to change and not just be on the sidelines watching. And of course, this is the pleasure zone. So I look at how is it that other people enjoy the watching in the world? And a lot of uh, that comes down to uh, philia, called scoccophilia, and if we're going to get technical, um, but most of us know it as a term called voyeurism. So voyeurism is actually, it's illegal. And funnily enough, we're looking at this act that's illegal. And historically, I can only give you the, like, there's criminal information around the world. I can only give you like a brief on it because they're different laws with different repercussions around the world. Uh, it has been a criminal offense for quite a while in um, in Canada. And it's really something that has, it's a fine line to define. So there are basically two ways that we define voyeurism uh, criminally. And in the description of the show, I talk about it as like going from the playful voyeur of like watching things for fun. And we also talk about the criminal aspect. And I'm going to mention the criminal aspect first, only because in my last show on exhibitionism, I mentioned the, the development, sort of the development of how somebody may go from childhood uh, stuff going on in their life that maybe that lent to some issues where they just have this huge desire 
to be seen. And so this week I'm taking that being seen to what is it that has us as adults watch people want to watch or be viewers and we're going to work it backwards. We're going to work from the criminal to the innocent this time. Why not add a little difference here? So what would have somebody go, I really like to be a criminal. And they know the thing is, it's like if you're a voyeur and you are, you're basically deriving sexual gratification from covertly observing people, whether they're undressing or having um, engaging in sexual activities, if that's going on, you know that what you are doing is actually illegal. And a few things are illegal about it, um, that there are definitely, there's a thing about breaching privacy for people. You're watching people that don't know you're watching them, so they haven't given consent. And as you know, if you're an avid listener to my show, you know that I am a very huge, huge lover of consent. Me and consent are like best friends. So if you are doing something that is not consensual to the other party, I am so glad that that's illegal. And and I also know there's a level where we can take it where it isn't illegal, but we're going to get through the illegal first because I really feel uh, a little bit of, feel a little bit of um, pull in that direction this week in particular. I've been seeing a lot of things through the media, um, watching things, looking at things that have me uh, pretty mad about what's going on in the world, especially when it comes to uh, what we could call like sexual deviance, I guess you could say, like um, between, you know, uh, just the stuff alone that has to do with what's going on with children being uh, human trafficking with children, that alone uh, could just have you want to vomit constantly if you actually have a, you know, any kind of a heart. And so I do want to talk a little bit about the illegal because truly, if you're doing this illegally, I don't support you. And that is a rare thing for me to say on this show because I usually will support you. But these sort of things are non-consensual and I do not support non-consent. That is like one of my no-go situations. If you are consenting, if you're an adult, though, and you are consenting to somebody watching you through the window or whatever, cool, there's consent. And I get it. And we'll talk about some of the things about why is that so interesting and so attractive that maybe people are being exhibitionists or desiring to be voyeurs and what do they get from it. But there is definitely a sexual gratification that comes out of it, and especially um, observing people who are either taking their clothes off or they're uh, in, you know, engaging in sexual activities of some sort or another. I particularly had this illegal part come up because of the human trafficking of children. Was so on my mind because there are so many freaking grotesque videos out there. And, and I have had people go, did you see this and did you see that? And I have no effing desire in this planet or on this universe in this embodiment to ever see a child be sexually abused by anyone ever. So if you have like a compelling thought that you want to share those videos with me, 
you really don't need to. I'm very aware of it. I don't need to see it. I don't need it embedded in my brain. So that's a call out. I don't need it. Um, just letting you know. So I am, though, interested if uh, you do have beautiful scenery of things that you would like to share with me that are actual pleasurable, that are not, that involve people who are consensual. That's cool. Consent is cool. I like it. It's kind of erotic. Consent is awesome. Non-consent, not cool. And if you're looking for a defining difference, I do have a show, uh, I think it was a few months ago, that I did on consensual non-consent, which is completely different. And there are guidelines and bylines and bylaws that you use within your context of your relationship and your sexual conduct uh, with your partner that will have you understand the difference between consensual non-consent and just plain old non-consent. Not a fan of plain old non-consent. Consensual non-consent, completely different. And we're looking at uh, a difference there totally. Again, I want to just get back to the, the different ways that there are, that we have, um, you know, we have voyeurism. So the two defined ways, there's like, there's behavioral and uh, the behavioral way and the sexual disorder. So the behavioral way, like we were saying, um, the behavior itself, it may only happen once and it may be voyeuristic through images. It may be voyeuristic through um, different things like pornography. So that's the behavioral. Sometimes people get obsessed with watching, you know, you know, send me a video. I just want to watch you do something. There's, there can be a level of consent with that. Then there's a level that's a sexual disorder where you're actually doing this where there is no consent involved. Uh, so that's a little different, right? So the people who are making videos and putting them out themselves, like self-produced pornography, are probably consenting if it's self-produced. Under other circumstances, I find it can be questionable whether they are fully consenting or not, or are they even aware that it's happening. There is there is stuff out there uh, in porno land that addresses uh, all kinds of different philias, paraphilias, and some of the paraphilias that are specific voyeuristic paraphilias have to do with things like hitting cameras. So I remember this documentary I watched uh, was, I don't know, must have been a few years ago. It was actually about a motel somewhere in the U.S., and there, the motel had a, a peaked roof. So the motel was a one-level motel. And the owner of the motel could crawl from his home, because he, he lived uh, at the motel. You know how those motels usually have like a house attached to them. Well, he had a way of crawling into his attic and across the motel. And he would film people against, of course, against their knowing and with no consent. I can't tell you how freaking violently angry that made me that somebody, some jackass did that to a whole bunch of people. A whole bunch, as in he had, I think it was like thousands of videotapes that were things that he had created over the years. Uh, one of the things that got him caught was somebody was murdered in his hotel room and he one of his hotel rooms, and he caught it on video. 
Um, and uh, long story short, that evidence was actually required in a court case. So his video came up to be shown. Of course, everybody then realized what was going on. So not only did the murder go to trial, but his voyeurism went to trial. Um, the number of people who found out what had happened were mortified. I remember also watching, I don't know what it is about voyeurs that um, they stick in my mind, but there was also a program I watched, and I think it was like, oh, Geraldo back in the day. I think I was watching Geraldo as like a teenager or something, and there was an episode where there was somebody who had done renovations to a home, and they created a false wall, and in between that false wall, uh, it attached to like a semi-detached house, and the person was going from their home. Their home. They kind of like must have lived there. The part that I remember is that this jackass had cameras and uh, peepholes all over the house, and the woman who lived there, she was so she felt so violated that she was like seeking mental help. She wasn't functional. She was stressed. She had like no trust. It messed her up royally, like really freaking royally. So if you think you're having fun and you're doing this to people, you are an asshole. That, that is, I get that that's conclusive. And I get that I usually am like, okay, let's talk about your issue. I don't know what it is about this one that doesn't have me feel a lot of sympathy because you know you're doing it and you know that it's non-consensual and you know even like non-consent to me is a no-go and so I don't have the sympathy for non-consent uh, activities that I do for somebody who's actually going, okay, I feel kind of messed up. I have a desire to do this. I want to understand why I have this desire to do this and I'd like you to you know, facilitate me and coach me through this, then I will have your back because you're aware that something's going on and you don't actually like that part of you that is trying to do something against somebody's free will. I, I like somebody who knows that they actually know that what they're doing is not kind. But if you think what you're doing is kind and you're doing things that are non-consensual, you can like unfollow me, unfriend me, don't even like bother because that's that's gonna that's so on my no fly zone. <laughs> so, all right, there was my little rant, and we're gonna talk more about more about voyeurism. The we went from the illegal, and then I'm gonna calm down a little bit as we move into the ways we can have consensual non-consent with some fun, and then we're gonna move into. What the heck? What brings us into people's universes to have them choose this? And maybe, maybe those who would like and desire to change that, I'll have your back. For those of you who don't, stop listening now. Awesome. So we are about to head to our commercial break. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? 
Lean In Now with Milica Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today from the U.S., call 815-880-TALK. That's 815-880-8255. From Canada, dial 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Or send your questions or comments via email to info at MilicaJelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. For those of you who didn't run away after the first segment when I said, if you're into non-consent, you can walk away now. But if you're into consensual non-consent, that's a whole other ballgame, and I welcome you to stay and play. As we talk about voyeurism from like a dualistic sort of paraphilia going on. So it's not just the side of the person not knowing, but we're taking it into the place where they might know that you're watching and you're okay with that. That's the consensual part of the non-consent where it becomes a game that you play with your partner. And then you also, in this way, also with, with anything that you're doing sexual, it's always great to have your safe words. So remember the very common safe words of red means stop, yellow means you're going a little too far, green means go. So use your safe words even with voyeurism and when you're doing playing with consensual non-consent in a voyeuristic way, always use your safe words, my friends. Have some. Even if you have what you think is like the most vanilla relationship in the world, still, Using your safe words is great. Why do we need safe words? It's so that we can honor each other and we can honor, you can honor the person's body, you can honor their desires and you can follow along with where they're at engaged and it doesn't become personal. Like, get off of me. It's like, hey, red zone. It's a little different. You get that? So, you can still engage with your partner. The conversation can open up. And you know how I am about communication. You know that you guys know that I'm key on communication. So so keen on it. So when we're talking about 
voyeurism as a playful sort of uh, addition to your life with a lover, could even be with a new lover or could be with a long time lover. How can you play some games that include the, the fantasy of voyeurism that can be done in a legal way, right? Consensual non-consent. So how do we make this legal? I want to do remind you, though, that there are ways to make it illegal. Non-consent is illegal, and that doesn't work, all right? And there's if you do want to find out what your local laws are around voyeurism, I bet you can find them. I know that on justice.gc.ca, if you look, there's actually legal information on what voyeurism is, uh, voyeurism as a criminal offense. There's consultation information in there. There's two parts to it. I believe it even goes on to tell you um, about what you're what you're actually going against, which is the three parts. As one of the things is that you're um, you are there's a privacy offense that you're going against. There's a sexual offense, and there's um, there's a common ground which is called the intersection of a privacy offense and a sexual offense. So I believe that's true for most countries, but I don't know that for sure. Um, I didn't find anything conclusive on that. So I'm just leaving you with look it up in your area and you can find out, you know, if you are going through this and you want some help to get yourself out of feeling like, oh my God, I have this burning desire to go out and watch couples have sex and then, uh, you know, and then I go masturbate about it. I I really want to uh, let you know that if you, if you want to change that, if you desire changing that, if you would like to know how to play with it in a consensual, non-consent way, keep listening. And if you would like to make it private, and you'd like to connect with me and have some coaching, I offer everybody who listens and mentions the show, offer you 15 minutes of free coaching. All you have to do is connect with me and take that step and get brave. Find my website, melitsajelinik.com. Find me on social media, different social media outlets, and connect with me. So now, how do we take something that can be a criminal offense, and how do we have fun with it? Now, that's where the fun comes in. So I have, I do work with people in my private practice. And when I do work with people with coaching, I also work with people regarding their health. And I do work with bodies. I've been studying pretty much my whole life. So I have a ridiculous number of things that I have studied and have accomplished. I could probably accomplish more. I'm only 45. I can keep going. So in my practice, so what I do is I, I look at the situation, do an assessment for you, we do an analysis, then kind of go through all of that information and start to look at how we can uh, start to change some things in your body. So we look at the, the different things that have come up and then I work with you through coaching and then we see where things are at and then we either create a little coaching plan for you or not. It's like your choice, right? So I just want to let you know that I do offer a 15-minute coaching, which is pretty freaking awesome if you knew what my rates were. I would jump on me if I were you. And I'm giving you consent to jump on that 
that bit right there. So uh, let's talk about this and find out what it is that has you choose this and how you can maybe approach your lover or your partner so that you can have a relationship that includes some of the paraphilias that you have. Sometimes we're just really shy and sometimes we don't have the information or the communication skills to even be able to bring up these things that are pretty big asks. How do we bring them up? Well, that is something that I'm willing to work with you on. So please do connect with me for that. So for those of you who are kind of already at that level and you're already playing with some things, maybe you're fantasizing about being um, a voyeur. I know that for, and as I shared on my last show, uh, one of my fantasies is that I am a bit of an exhibitionist, but I've never done it illegally um, that I'm willing to admit to here on the radio. So I I am that by nature, and one of my greatest fantasies is to be able to Um, be pleasured in front of an audience, right? So that's like one of my greatest. And in order to have that fantasy fulfilled, I actually have to have an audience of voyeurs, don't I? However, me being on stage would be completely consenting to this and whoever's in the audience would be completely consenting to this, so future FYIs. And I don't know if you know this, there were brilliant people, I think it was in the 80s, there was this brilliant couple who used to um, have these, like, not really live sex shows, but live demonstrations of pleasure. And the husband would masturbate and pleasure his wife on stage in front of an audience for, like, hundreds of people. They would do this as part of a teaching lesson. Now, when I heard about them, and for the life of me, I can't remember their names right now, Um, but if I do, I will share that with you. There's actually a reference to it in the book called Pussy, a Reclamation, Um, and Regina Thomas Hauer ended up working with that couple at one point, and she got to be put on stage and said it was an incredibly erotic experience. And I, I was like, when I read that, I was like, that is my dream. That has been my fantasy for most of my life. Uh, ultimately, that's one of the greatest fantasies I would like to fulfill. So I would require an audience of voyeurs who really thoroughly enjoy it, get off on it, and are stimulated by it. Because the fun part is that they get off on it. And it's consensual, which is beautiful. So that's one big one out there. But number two, uh, number two is how do you do this in your own life, uh, maybe in a more private way? So... Uh, I never name my husband on here, but man, does he get referred to a lot. So my lover husband, he's pretty playful. He can he can get into the groove when I put my ass out there. And when I first met him, he was actually doing construction on my house. And I I remember what I remember was he was um, doing some work. And my, he was doing some work outside my bedroom window, like cutting wood or something, because he was um, doing some kind of renovation in the house. Uh, and I vaguely remember him being outside my window, and I thought, well, for one, I was highly attracted to him, so that was helpful. And I just thought, oh my God, what if I like masturbate? And he turns around and looks in the window, and it was both a very big turn on, and at the same time. It was like I was really scared, but I was really turned on at the same time. 
And that would also make my husband a voyeur. Well, when I did tell him that story once, he was willing to play along. So he was he was pretty cute about trying to play the role of voyeur. <laughs> it's um yeah, that's how it goes. So other ways that as a couple even you can play uh, as voyeurs is to watch porn together. You can also watch erotic films or erotic instructionals together. It's a great way to, I would say erotic instructionals are probably one of the simplest ways to both get the kind of porn aspect, but in, in an instructional way. There are erotic instructionals out there. I know that because in the sex and intimacy coaching course and the relationship coaching course that I have taken, there are erotic instructional videos. So by all means, go out there, take the course through Loveology, get your get your certificate, watch those erotic instructionals. They're pretty freaking fun. And what I love about them is like midway through like masturbation, there'll be um, information that comes through. So the guy will be jacking off and then there's information that will come through that's like, well, in this kind of scenario, you want to make sure that nobody's at home and that your door is locked. <laughs> like It's completely instructional, which I'm like such a nerd that adding instructions to what I would call pornography is delightful and I love it. And it makes it even more of a strange voyeuristic kind of feeling that not only do you have an audience watching you, you have somebody giving instruction about what's going on. It's just funny. So I invite you as a couple, um, a couple or a triad, or if you have, you know, if you are in a polyamorous group setting, all of you get together, have a night of watching some fabulous instructional, erotic instructional videos. I think you could just have a killer fun time with it. Okay, I don't even know where time flies when you're talking voyeurism and erotic instructional videos, but it flies. And so we're going to keep going, though. I have more fun to talk about erotic instructional videos uh, and other such great things that have to do with voyeurism as uh, we come back from the next commercial break. So you're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. 
take a peek at www.melitzayelenich.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today from the U.S., call 815-880-TALK. That's 815-880-8255. From Canada, dial 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Or send your questions or comments via email to info at MilicaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Ooh, welcome back, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight we're talking about voyeurism, you know, that very fun, fun thing about wanting to be watched. and Actually, exhibitions about wanting to be watched and seen, but voyeurism is that fun part of watching other people have pleasure. For those of you who identify with um, enjoying other people and being um, enjoying their lives and having pleasure you may cross over with something called compersion which is where you actually enjoy other people enjoying themselves and we talked about that in a show that actually was titled compersion I believe I entitled it compersion um, a couple months ago on the pleasure zone so somewhere in my 2020 lineup and compersion is really like being able to feel the pleasure that other people are having pleasure, being happy for them. So that one um, can be a lot of fun when you throw in the concept of of consensual non-consent with the paraphilia of scocophilia, also known as voyeurism. So when we put those together, compersion and scocophilia, I may be pronouncing it wrong, but that's how I'm pronouncing it, slash voyeurism, you can you can really actually as the viewer have so much joy watching your partner do things like masturbate. For me, I get a thrill out of watching my lover masturbate. Love it. I find it just about on par pleasing as masturbating myself. I don't know if it's just me. I know it's not because there's a word for it and I didn't invent that word. And so I know there's more than me out there who actually enjoys watching their lover enjoy themselves, especially like masturbation. You know, it's funny because you could even take it to a very innocent level. Like I love watching people even enjoy themselves like eating cake. Like it can get super innocent and I get happy watching them be happy. Like that just makes me happy and makes my body happy and I have more pleasure from that. So, kind of fun. So, if you are in a relationship and this is something that you're thinking, yeah, we've kind of talked about it. We haven't really figured out how to approach this. Why don't you look at your situation? Let's assess it. What's going on? Are you able to have a communication at a level with your partner that you can openly discuss what some of your desires and some of your fantasies are? Now, if you're not there, then prior to going into some of these paraphilias that might interest you, you might want to step it back a notch to even start to look at communication as number one foundation here. So that for me is commonly the theme you'll notice in these shows, that communication is key. 
if you cannot communicate with your partner about the consensual non-consent of voyeurism, it will become awkward and it will become non-consensual. You get that? Communication actually is what creates the consensual non-consent. Lack of communication creates a lot of non-consent. Capiche? Cool. So let's simplify. Communication can create, doesn't always, communication can lead to and can create consensual non-consent. No communication leads to non-consent. Cool. That's simplified. So when we look at voyeurism as the whole fun of play of watching your partner, we can take it to other levels of, for example, maybe you have a burning fantasy about watching your partner have sex with somebody else. Maybe that turns you on. That is actually a pretty common theme for both, more more so for men who have reported it than for women who have reported it. However, the men who have reported it desire it as a threesome where they're kind of watching but kind of engaged as well. There are men who tend to be more in the voyeur category and that probably started because the history of, you know, peeping toms was originally found to be a man. Um, the history of it's quite funny, actually, where we get the name peeping tom. If you're not familiar with the legend of Lady Godiva, I'll give you a brief on it. So Lady Godiva is actually where the peeping tom term came from. And so Lady Godiva, she was really upset that her husband had created a bunch of taxes. He levied taxes upon the citizens and she was feeling pretty upset about it. And she asked him to lessen the burden. And he said, he said, sure, I'll do that on one for one, only through one way. If, if you're willing to ride through town on your horse completely naked. And he was shocked that she agreed to it and she did it. And in the meantime, because she agreed to it, they ordered all the town to close their doors and close their windows except for one little guy who looked out his window, little guy, I'm just saying he's little because he was probably small-minded, he actually opened the door a little bit, cracked open the door, and actually saw her, Lady Godiva, on her horse riding naked through town, and he was forever known as the Peeping Tom. So that is the story of where the Peeping Tom comes from. It's kind of a fun uh, history background, and yay, Lady Godiva. <laughs> so... So if you'd like your partner to be like a peeping Tom, then you can discuss this through conversation. And part of this is to give them information about what this would gift you. So, for example, if you really enjoy um, being showered with attention and showered with compliments, then maybe part of um, your partner being the voyeur would be to also shower compliments on you. That is, after all, one of the love languages. I'm not sure if Gary Chapman would like me talking about that. Five love languages during a show about voyeurism, but thank you, Gary Chapman, for your five love languages concept. And, and so if you do like to be showered with lovely words, like words of affection, words of appreciation, um, I would say that, you know, maybe while your partner is, while you're playing the voyeur game, your partner might say things like, oh, you got sexy tits. I love your ass. Like your pussy is so blah, blah, blah. 
or your cock is so hard. And like naughty talk is helpful in this context, guys, because naughty talk is pretty fun. And if you're not comfortable saying these words to your lover, there's something going on. That person's your lover. You are probably, and if you're not, that's okay. Like if you're not sticking your genitals in their mouth, then then maybe that's some another level to work at. Maybe I'm working with like intermediate level sex right now. I don't really know. Uh, probably I'm working with some intermediate sex right now. So if you're in the beginner stage of sex and you're just getting used to like touching body parts, um, then that's a whole other story for you. We can have another show about that and you can actually contact me personally and we can talk about just those beginner steps of how to create more intimacy, how to be a lover, what does it mean to be a lover, and all those different things that might be coming up for you when you're like, I can't even do voyeurism because I don't even want to say penis to my husband, never mind talk. Cool. We can backtrack till you have a sense of comfort with the language so that you can have the communication so you can ask for what you'd really like, which might be a little voyeuristic play. Yeah, might happen. So remember to contact me through my website or through social media, message me, but tell me why you're messaging me or I'll just ignore it. Just like, I want to talk to you about my sex life. Awesome. Cool. I want to talk to you too about your sex life. Awesome. So we can have fun. Yes, we can. Because it's consensual. So that's cool. So when we're looking at those basic foundations of how do you go from, um, you know, you go into uh, the play mode of having your partner watch you. Maybe they're showering fabulous words of, oh, you're, you know, your body is so this and, oh, you're so hot and, oh, I just can't take it and, oh, I just want to jack off to you. Like, whatever's going on, right? So there's that. Um, and And this can be such a great way and such an amazing expression of love and gratitude for each other to be able to play in a way and incorporate your fantasies in a way that are all consensual, yeah? Even if they're non-consensual, they're like consensual non-consent playtimes. And voyeurism as a concept is, uh, voyeurism itself, as I spoke about earlier, is actually illegal. So in order to have fun with your lovers with this, it needs to be legal and consensual. Whether it is that you and your partner, here's another idea that just popped into my mind as I for some reason looked at my closet, um, my, for example, uh, it could be that maybe you and your lover agreed that one for one week randomly you won't know when a camera will be turned on in the bedroom, and whatever you're doing, walking around, masturbating, whatever, you will not know when the camera is on, but you'll know that it's on, and there's a week time frame where anything could be filmed. And it's more about being playful in case the camera's on. You never know. You're making this for your lover. The camera's on. Yeah, because maybe the camera's on. Maybe now I'll do like some belly dancing in front of the maybe camera, wherever that is. Might make you move around the room a bit more and do weird things and weird angles. Gets you a little creative. I know that if I thought my lover was filming me and it was consented, that this was going on, I'd probably do some pretty funky, funny things in the bedroom just to try and get his attention so that he'd feel like, he'd feel like very happy about his results on film. So I'd want him to feel happy about his results on film. So kind of fun. 
Uh, if it is in a situation, though, that's non non-consensual, like I was saying before, if, if there was a camera hidden in my closet and I didn't know about it, and I was doing whatever I was doing, like those baby cams or whatever people were doing, nanny cams people did, that's actually not consensual either, putting nanny cams. And if, if you have a nanny cam out, the chances are you don't trust that person. And if you have a nanny cam out to watch your um, your lover because you think they're cheating, well, if you already have those feelings, unless you're super freaking paranoid, which you might be, the other chances you're probably right. So why do you, unless you get off on having torture, uh, be tortured emotionally, and some of you do, and that's okay, and the ones of you that don't like being tortured emotionally, don't stick your finger in the light socket. Like, why do you want to electrocute yourself? It's just silly. Why you creating pain where you don't need to? Oh, good times. Such a rant. Anyway, we are heading up to our next commercial break. I hope I'm giving you guys some fun ideas for you know, some voyeuristic ideas that you can have with your lover. And I'm sure we could come up with more if you'd like to, if you'd like to connect with me and we can brainstorm on some fabulous voyeuristic play of consensual non-consent for voyeurism. So definitely connect with me. And during this commercial break, I challenge you to come up with two really fun scenarios. Okay, one, minimum, two, uh, hopefully, scenarios where you could engage your partner, your lover, in some consensual, non-consent, voyeuristic play. And I would love to hear what those are. So please connect with me. Send me your ideas because I love ideas. And if you want to send me ones that you've already done, love it. If you feel like sharing it because you're a bit of an exhibitionist and you just feel like sharing the love around, share away. All right. Go think about that. I am so glad that you guys are here and you're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melissa Yelenich where she will entice you and your body to know your own Pleasure Zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melissa Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for the Pleasure Zone with Melissa every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.melitzayelenich.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. 
To participate in the program today from the U.S., call 815-880-TALK. That's 815-880-8255. From Canada, dial 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Or send your questions or comments via email to info at militzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight we've been talking about voyeurism and from the illegal to the consensual non-consent to this last little segment is going to be on what is it that I think, and this is not research, so this is just my my thoughts on this, have to do with what has it be, be such a, an exciting thing to watch people. Now, when you think about uh, yourself as a child and you're like, I don't remember being a kid. Don't worry if you don't remember being a kid. Just get the concept of maybe you're like four or five years old and you're about to go learn how to write your name for the first time. Now, did you know how to write your name without anybody showing you? Or did you have to watch somebody actually write their name, your name, and then you did what they did. Right. So that's called like modeling. I think that's what we call it in psychology because I actually forget that from 25 years ago, but we'll call it modeling. And so you learn from somebody who's modeling behavior and then you you do the same behavior. Now, we think about this in a lot of different things. This is usually how they people teach sports, usually how people teach things like music, and art, and most teaching occurs through something like modeling. Now, for some of people out there, maybe you didn't have teachers, maybe you didn't have that experience and your learning experience was different and that's really cool. But for those of you who learn through modeling and maybe there was a gap somewhere in your information, in your information, maybe the gap occurred with bodies. Maybe you had modeling for math, you had modeling for um, you know, how to build a bench, you might have had modeling for all kinds of things, and you might have even had modeling for behavior, morality, and different things, but somewhere there was a gap between, uh, you know, what you were being shown and and what you desired being shown, which might have had to do more about, like, hey, I've got this body, and what do I do with these body parts? So if you've got these body parts, and you're not really sure what to do with them, you might get curious. And as a kid, you might look at other kids. You might be in the change room at the you know local YMCA and you're looking over, checking out bodies, curious. I mean, that occurs when you're in change rooms all the time. Whether you're consenting or not, people are looking. And people will say, nobody looks in the, everybody looks. If there's a crotch in my face, I'm looking at it in the change room. It's hard not to. It's usually right there, like right at eye level. So you become a voyeur accidentally. And then maybe that excites you and then you need more and it becomes almost like a crack addiction where you're like, might have started with that gateway drug called marijuana, kids, and then it led to crack. However, well, in this case, it might have started as fantasies that led to a different kind of crack. That's all I'm saying. So... I'm thinking that a lot of what's going on is that 
we see things, we get turned on by them, don't know what to do with it. Our next modeling experience might be Maybe we've seen, you know, maybe we walked in on somebody masturbating when we were little, heard noises, heard rumors, testing it out, curious. And I think it's our curiosity that doesn't get fulfilled somehow that, or or it doesn't get satiated. I think that's a better word. It's like it doesn't get satiated because you always feel like you're still thirsty for more. Yeah. So if if you're desire to see people naked and your desire and your body gets turned on by seeing people masturbate or undress if that turns you on and that doesn't get fulfilled you might desire to go back for more and more and more and more now if you want to do this legally hell hat off to those uh change rooms at the gyms there's a lot going on in them and I always thought, you know, this is an interesting thought, and I shared it with a friend, and and she was like, I swear you're the only person who thinks of these things. But I'm thinking if I identify as as a lesbian, I would be in those gym change rooms 24-7, checking out boobs and butt. I'm telling you, I would live there. I would go to the gym all the freaking time. Uh, and And if I was a male who identified as as homosexual, I would be in those male change rooms all the time. And I want to know, like, what about people who identify as straight? We're kind of left out of this change room situation. And I'm feeling like there needs to be some equality. So those of us who want to be legally voyeurs walking into change rooms, looking at naked bodies can do that. And if you're bisexual, can there just be like, a like that room would be ideal. You get the ladies, you get the men, you get like everybody going on. That's the room I'd want to be in. Because then I'd have more variety and like just naked bodies everywhere. I guess, I guess that's actually what a nudist resort is, right? So I could probably just go to a nudist resort and solve all of that. So for those of you who are voyeurs, that's the other legal way to go across being voyeurs and getting away with it, right? So we've talked about some legal and illegal ways of being voyeurs on this show, but remember, key thing is always consent, communication got to communicate to get the consent and I welcome all of you to explore some of the fun and ideas that you could have with the whole concept of voyeurism in your relationship thank you for listening to the pleasure zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. the pleasure zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern 7 p.m. Central 6 p.m. Mountain and 5 p.m. Pacific on inspiredchoicesnetwork.com We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.